Hello and welcome to Southside Church Podcast. For information about our church located in Cape Town, South Africa, go and check out our website, southsidechurch.co.za. We trust that the message would inspire you today. We are in week three of our series, Listening Servant. And uh, this last week, we had our first midweek Wednesday evening online prayer meeting in real time for the year. And that's at 7 o'clock every Wednesday. would love you to join us. We have hundreds of people in real time which are with us on that prayer line. We pray for you personally as you send your request. We pray for your family. And this last week, there were two very, very clear focuses in our prayer. The first one was physical health. A lot of people ill, a lot of people sick. And so praying for people in that area. And then again, many, many people praying for wisdom, clarity, God to show them the next step. And the reality is that we all are needing wisdom to lead our lives through the uncertainty of 2021. And the New Testament book of James 1 verse 5 tells us, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. So we've acknowledged in the series that we can ask God for wisdom. And we've also explored how we receive that wisdom by listening. That to receive the wisdom we pray for requires our listening. And Proverbs chapter 4 tells us about that when it says the first word, listen, my son. Accept what I say and the years of your life will be many. Man, if we follow the wisdom of God by listening to what he says, the years of our life will be many. I instruct you in the way of wisdom and lead you along straight paths. When you walk, your steps will not be hampered. When you run, you will not stumble. Hold on to instruction. Do not let it go. Guard it well for it is your life. And so... In this journey we've been on, we are focusing on hearing the voice of God so we can walk with wisdom in 2021. Last week, we concluded by saying that sometimes we don't like what we hear when God speaks because God's more interested in our health than our happiness. Proverbs 14 verse 12, though, tells us that there is a way which seems right to man and appears straight before him, but it ends, its, its end is the way of death. We said that we would rather follow God's word even when it doesn't make us feel happy instead of following our plans to a destination that's unhealthy. So it's following. It's about following the voice of Jesus. And there are many depictions and pictures of this throughout Scripture, including that of a shepherd. Now, during biblical times, the concept of a shepherd was well understood by people as part of their daily lives. And in the Old Testament of the Bible, a shepherd symbolized the royal caretaker of God's people. So in the light of that context, the New Testament, Gospel of John, in chapter 10, verse 3, documents Jesus' words as he says, The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Now, Jesus is speaking about himself here as the shepherd, the royal caretaker who ultimately leads all man to salvation, calling them by name. And then in verse 27, he says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. 
They listen and hear God speak his wisdom. And as they listen, they follow his direction. And if we rephrase that statement we made earlier using the word shepherd, we could say, I would rather follow the word of the shepherd, even when it doesn't make me feel happy, instead of following my own plans to a destination that's unhealthy. Hearing the shepherd, following the shepherd by listening. Now the Old Testament book of Psalms gives us perspective on following the shepherd when it tells us in Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, King David was the author of the psalm, and he was a shepherd before he was a king. So he could see the symbolism of God shepherding his people when he wrote the psalm. And he wasn't describing just our experience at death, but also the journey of God's leading throughout the human experience. The journey is of a shepherd leading his sheep with the voice they recognize. And Jesus explained that he is that shepherd to us today through the New Testament scriptures. So, if I listen to the voice of my shepherd, Jesus will, as Psalm 23 said, lead, guide, comfort, prepare, and anoint me through every season of my life, including the COVID-19 pandemic of 2021. We need wisdom and we need God's lead, his guidance and comfort in navigating 2021. Now, as I said last week, we spoke about how sometimes we don't like what we hear when God speaks. But not only do we often find ourselves not liking what we hear God saying, but we also experience distractions that seek to derail our progress in following the voice of the shepherd toward our destiny. There are things that distract us, that could derail our progress in following the voice of the Good Shepherd toward our destiny. There are many things around us that could potentially distract us, derailing that progress. I know that it's so easy to go like, Lord, I'm your servant, ready to listen, speak. And then suddenly get distracted by an issue over here or the, the call of someone over there or the shopping list that jumps into the forefront of my thoughts or, or the concern I have about the conversation I have to have with that person or the coldness of my heart because of an argument with my spouse. There are many things around us that could potentially distract us, derailing our progress and following God's voice toward our destiny. Now, a few years back, the Mail Online had a headline that read, Woman run down by freight train she did not hear coming while running on the tracks with headphones on. This woman 
have the important sounds that would have directed her on a path to safety drowned out by what was blaring through her headphones. The distraction of the music in the headphones. Sometimes we can fail to hear God's voice directing us toward our destiny as the good shepherd because of the distractions that seem to demand our attention like the headphones drowning out the warning bells of the oncoming train for that runner. We're going, God, why am I in the place I'm in? God, why am I going through these things? And he's saying, my child, because as the good shepherd, you did not listen to my lead because you were too distracted by things that wanted to derail you from your destiny. On the Old Testament book of Numbers, it records the journey of God's people toward the promised land. They were being led by the shepherd toward the promised land. At one point, the people started to complain, but they had done this many times before. At this point, they were complaining because they had no water. Their leaders, Moses and Aaron, were frustrated with these complaining people. And they went before God asking for his help. And in the Old Testament book of Numbers 20 verse 7, God responds to Moses. And it says, And the Lord said to Moses, You and Aaron must take the staff and assemble the entire community. As the people watch, speak to the rock over there, and it will pour out its water. You will provide enough water from the rock to satisfy the whole community and their livestock. So Moses did as he was told. He took the staff from the place where it was kept before the Lord. Then he and Aaron summoned the people to come and gather at the rock. Listen, you rebels, he shouted. Must we bring you water from this rock? Then Moses raised his hand and struck the rock twice with his staff and water gushed out. So the entire community and their livestock drank their full. But the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, because you did not trust me enough to demonstrate my holiness to the people of Israel, you will not lead them into the land I am giving them. So Moses here struck the rock God had told him to speak to. And just before he did this, he expressed that he was frustrated with the people when he said, listen, you rebels, there was clearly something else distracting him other than the direction God had given him. And the commentary describes it this way. It says, at once, the accumulated anger, exasperation and frustration of 40 years came to expression. Ah! The headphones, boom, boom, the frustration, the people complaining, I'm just so frustrated. And God was trying to speak. Now the circumstances around Moses distracted him from listening intently to God's direction, therefore jeopardizing his destiny. It was as though the circumstances around Moses were like headphones drowning out his ability to clearly hear the instruction of God. The people had been complaining for so long that he allowed what was going on around him to distract him from God's direction before him. He was getting so distracted by what was going on around him that he failed to hear God's guidance and direction before him. When I look at Psalm 23 that describes our human journeys, I see two seasons that could be very distracting to hearing the voice of our shepherd leading us to our destiny. A little bit like Moses in his experience with the Israelites. And those two distractions are found both in verse 4 and 5 of Psalm 23. Verse 4 speaks about when I face the valley 
of the shadow of darkness. And verse 5 speaks about where my enemies are present. The distraction of darkness around us and the distraction of the enemy around us. For Moses, it was the complaining and the frustration of the people always having problems that distracted him. For us, it may be those seasons of darkness or the presence of our enemies. Think about the feelings that accompany those seasons. Fear, frustration, anger, anxiety. And many of us right now in the middle of this season are feeling a darkness of some sort or the presence of our enemies we're trying to fight off. And then how many rocks have we struck that God wanted us to speak to? So, How can we avoid being distracted from hearing God's voice in places of darkness and in the presence of our enemies? How can we avoid the distractions? And I believe God gave me one simple revelation, and it was a single word, focus. As I was processing this and asking God, I I, I sensed God whisper to my heart in alignment with his word that faith is expressed in our focus, not our fight. But faith is expressed in our focus, not our fight. And that's why Moses could tell the Israelites in the Old Testament book of Exodus chapter 14 verse 14 when they were caught between the deadly Egyptian army and the barrier of the Red Sea. The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. The Israelites could only be still if their focus was on God before them and not the enemy distracting around them. Or they could have become so distracted by the presence of their enemies around them that they focused on fighting a battle that belonged to God alone. So often we are fighting battles that belong to God. And I want to say to you today, don't fight battles that don't belong to you. Yeah, but Grant, I got to get, I got to do something. Whoa, don't fight battles that don't belong to you. Yeah, but Grant, I can't just wait on, I can't just, I got to do the timing. It's taking too long. You know, this isn't changing. I need to, don't fight battles that don't belong to you. Author, speaker, Richard Raw said, the opposite of faith is not doubt. The opposite of faith is control. I've shared that with you before in a message. It applies here so significantly. Because if you're trying to control a situation by fighting, you lose your focus on God by faith. If you're trying to control a situation by fighting, you lose your focus on God by faith. So it's about ultimately starving our distractions and feeding our focus. Because more often than not, Jesus delivers us through instead of from our seasons of darkness. Verse 4 of Psalm 23 clearly describes, Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. We can become so focused on escaping from the dark places in our own strength that we fail to hear the guidance of the good shepherd leading us through it. So, what if your faith requires you focusing on God who delivers you through the darkness instead of fighting to escape it in your own strength? The Lord will fight for you. You need only be still. Our greatest expression of faith 
is in our focus, not our fight. Now, for those Israelites that we've been speaking about that were stuck at the Red Sea and were being chased down by the Egyptian enemy, it took more faith to remain focused and still than to react in their own strength and fight. As soon as the Israelites, God's people, did focus on God, guiding them to the promised land and telling them to be still, that was when Moses heard God speak and instruct him to raise his staff over the Red Sea. And we read that the sea parted. They've made movies about this miraculous moment. And as the sea parted, it created a pathway through the waters, delivering the people from the danger they were facing, because more often than not, God delivers us through the valley of the shadow of darkness and not from it. God delivered them through, not from. And that then brings us to verse 5 of Psalm 23, which deals with the distraction of the enemy. It says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Those Israelites in the book of Exodus were not only facing the obstacle of the Red Sea, but they feared the presence of their enemies, the Egyptians. Yet as they focused on God by faith, following him as he fought for them, he provided a clear pathway of, uh, through the Red Sea that would also become the weapon of power against the enemy in their presence. And Exodus 14, 23 to 27 explains this. The Egyptians pursued them and all Pharaoh's horses and chariots and horsemen followed them into the sea. During the last watch of the night, the Lord looked down from the pillar of fire and the cloud at the Egyptian army and threw it into confusion. He jammed the wheels of their chariots so that they had difficulty driving. And the Egyptians said, let's get away from the Israelites. The Lord is fighting for them against Egypt. Then the Lord said to Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea. Remember, this is the sea. God delivered them through. The very same sea God used to deliver them through was now going to be the weapon God would use in provision for their victory. So it says, stretch out your hand over the sea, God said to Moses, so that the waters may flow back over the Egyptians and their chariots and horsemen. Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and at daybreak the sea went back to its place. The Egyptians were fleeing toward it and the Lord swept them into the sea. We are often so focused on using our strength in an attempt to eliminate the enemy, God has already provided what we need for victory. We're so distracted by using our own strength in an attempt to eliminate the enemy, while God has already provided what we need for victory. So the question isn't about whether you have enough fight. The question is, where is your focus? Because while you're distracted by the presence of your enemies, God's trying to show you his provision for the victory. And in Psalm 121, verse 1 to 8 of the Old Testament, the author writes a little bit about the power of focus in our faith. And he says, I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of the heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. He who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not 
not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. It's not about how much fight you have. It's about where you're focused. And the psalmist starts here by revealing his focus when he says, I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? He starts with, where is my focus? Because there's the grandeur of the mountains before me. Is that where my focus lies? But then he goes on and says, my help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. So the psalmist compares the visual size of the mountain. He can see by sight with the God his sight is focused on by faith. And the shepherd Jesus who guides us speaks about our focus and our faith in Matthew's gospel, chapter 17, 20, when he says, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, this mountain of grandeur and power, move from here to there and it will move. Either you're trying to move the mountain with your fight or you're focusing on the maker of heaven and earth by faith. Because at the end of the day, your fight carries less power than faith does, even if it's only faith the size of a mustard seed. Oh, oh, I'm going to move the mountain. Come on, I got this. Shoo. In your own strength, focus on your fight if you want. Okay, cool. You got your fight. Ah. Or, or, or focus on the maker of heaven and earth with your mustard seed of faith. Because no matter how big you think your fight is, you're not going to move the size of the mountain. It with that little mustard seed of faith and focus on your maker, that mountain moves. Focus over fight. Focus over fights. So I want to ask you this question today. Thinking about focusing on the good shepherd through the valley of the shadow of darkness where you could want to get distracted by what's around you or, or, or speaking about following the voice of the shepherd while the presence of your enemy is, is quite clear. Focusing, focusing over fight. I ask you today, what distractions do you need to starve and where do you need to feed your focus? Oh, I'm looking, the mountains, they look so big. I don't know how we're going to, oh, but my focus is not there. My focus is on the maker of heaven and earth. And for you, the focus you need to feed might be in the area of your money, your relationships, depression, your work, your marriage, your future, your health, so many different things. What distractions do you need to starve and where do you need to feed your focus on the maker of heaven and earth? Because the good shepherd delivers us through our darkness and he provides what we need for victory in the presence of our enemies. Right now, I don't know where you've become consumed with your distractions. The things that seem to be more powerful than God in these present moments. We know that as we follow our good shepherd, even in the greatest seasons of darkness, in the presence of the giant enemies that stand before us, that when our focus is there, we're delivered through and our victory is provided for in Christ. So where do you need to begin to starve your distraction? God, I turn back to you.
I confess that I've given too much of my focus, distracted by the darkness or my enemy, and not enough focus to the shepherd that will both lead me through the darkness and provide for my victory in the presence of my enemies. So you come before God with me right now, and I want to take a moment, and I want you to think about the areas in your life where there are distractions that are keeping you from following the direction of the good shepherd. And in this moment, as you think about those things, I want you to feel the freedom to be honest with God. To be honest with God. God, I've let fear and I've let my anxiety overwhelm me from focusing on you as the good shepherd in the midst of these struggles. I don't know what it is. Is it money? Is it the area of relationships with others? Depression, work, your marriage, your future, maybe your health. But today, can we lift our gaze again to the good shepherd, the maker of heaven and earth? Can we listen to his voice, regardless of all the other things that seek to demand our attention and wash out his whisper like the headphones on that runner? So, Father, we come before you. And, Lord, we confess that so often it's easy to become distracted from hearing your voice that leads to the destiny you've prepared. Lord, today, again, we come before you and we acknowledge that, my God, you are the good shepherd. That when we call for wisdom, you speak. And if we listen to your voice, you will lead us, guide us, and comfort us through every season of darkness and in the presence of every one of our enemies. Lord, I pray that you would fill us with courage to refocus on you as our good shepherd in the middle of the things that are trying to distract us. I pray in the name of Jesus that as we trust in the Lord with all our hearts and we don't lean on our own understanding, that you would make our paths straight today. And that those that are in darkness would be delivered through it in the name of Jesus. And those that are in the presence of their enemies would have the provision for victory placed in their hands in the name of Jesus.